0: It's Wednesday, July 31st, and this is Rev Thoughts. Snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger. Our topic today is marketing is not for quitters. To give you a little context about today's Rev Thoughts, this is a conversation that Tim Thompson and Ashley Talusic and I had back at the Promax conference in between sessions. We sat down and had this little chat about marketing.
1: Here's the way I'm thinking is, is that what we know is, is that sales needs marketing in order to be successful sales mm-hmm. that we've established that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. The thought I'm having is, is that business owners in a way they don't want to do marketing because or they, they struggle don't struggle
0: with that. They don't actually believe what you just said. They don't, I don't know, maybe believe it's too strong a word, but they believe the answer is sales. Sol- sales solves all problems. So when you say to them no what you really need is marketing they just kind of go uh you're you're that doesn't make any sense I, I need sales
1: i guess my theory is is that they don't think they need marketing is is they don't know the difference between marketing and sales That's they just they can't they think it's the same thing so when we say sales solves all problem or we say well, you need marketing they're saying yeah sales a salesperson needs to do that for me or then they or they do yes. jump to total stupidity and say cool, I'll start a Facebook page and post our my reel there instead of my reel on my website as if looking at someone's reel is the answer.
0: Or as we discussed on uh, a couple weeks ago, like I have a website, like we're doing marketing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? Whatever.
2: Well, then the reason why people quit is because if they're posting on Facebook and they're posting on Instagram and LinkedIn, but they're not seeing the dollar change, they're not seeing the results or the metrics they want on those social media accounts, they instantly give up but they're giving up right before, before the breaking point where it turns into that curiosity that creates that conversation that then actually gives that sales rep, you know, ammo to do their job.
1: So well, so I'm going to back up a second here because I think what you're, it's almost like I, or well, I don't think you and I are on the same page, is that you believe that marketing just requires an education of what marketing is. I believe that people don't want to do marketing because it's too, I'll just use the word vulnerable. Like you have to actually say something that you kind of believe in or don't believe in or about yourself. And I personally hated that. Like I hated the process that we went through to market RevThink. Cause it felt like either it wasn't me or it was too much me. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're putting me way, way, way far. Like too it. raw. Yeah. I hated it
0: because it's not polished and figured out and all thought through and ready to present. Yeah. yeah, It's, I mean,
1: and then you guys really like, it's almost frustrating sometimes because you guys keep sticking microphones in my face or whatever, turn on a camera on me. and And I'm in the middle of trying to think about what it is going to be. And that's the moment you guys want to catch for marketing. And I keep in my head going like, this isn't This could be a disaster. I don't know what it is and that feels like out there.
0: Well, I will say this, that one thing I definitely feel strongly about in trying to help owners understand one of the central ingredients in marketing is, it's this idea of conversations, not presentations, okay? But often what that looks like is, I want your prospective clients to see how you think, not the results of your thinking, Okay, I want to see them see them see you thinking in real time because that's what's far more interesting is seeing how when stuff's coming at you in real time and you're thinking about it, you're processing it, what's how does your brain work? So, okay, so for example, if I'm a client and I'm saying I'm going to hire a production company Tim Thompson.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I'm not all that interested in what you stayed up all night the other night putting together a deck and making a bunch of pretty slides, and then you're going to stand up and rehearse something to me, I'm like, that's not the reality of what I'm going to experience if I hire you. If I hire you, we're going to get in the trenches together, and we're going to make the sausage and get our hands in it. So I want
1: to see, what's that like? Yeah, but I'll just say, like, but that's ugly. Like, I don't... Look, at when I... When I look at a photo of me, when I listen to my voice <laughs> being recorded, when listen you listen to your like, own voicemail,
2: that's always a good one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I
1: like I, it's ugly because it's, I can't change it, just who I am or whatever, or that I feel like what I want with a client is put my best foot forward. So I want a touched up photograph or I want your voice instead of my voice, you know? <laughs> but that's
2: that's the problem. It's you're creating this expectation of yourself that people are not going to see in you when they work with you.
1: Yeah, it's because the 80s. You... I want the 80s again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes.
0: Well, you nailed it. Because actually, I think the thing you're talking about is a generational challenge. Because when I look at, for example, my daughter and her generation, the idea of, ex- you know, communicating, sharing things real-time, that's just so normal, it's not at all processed and thought through and presented and structured, because again, we're in the era of, I don't know if you wanna reference Kardashians, you wanna reference any reality TV, that there's something about, in today's world, um, getting over it and being comfortable with putting yourself out there, because it's, that vulnerability is, well, I'll, I'm gonna reference Brene Brown, Okay, so go watch that TED Talk. Yeah. yeah. Right, Power of Vulnerability. By the way,
1: did you see her Netflix? Oh, yeah, it's great. It's a great show. It's a great show.
0: But I think she makes a great point that uh, a, a true greatness isn't possible without vulnerability. And having to get over that shame thing, which is really not real. It's this weird thing we have inside of us that says, oh, I have to be perfect. I have to be dressed up. I have to have a presentation and bullet points and all this kind of stuff. And I think... The smarter folks who really understand marketing realize no, it's not about that, it's not about having all the answers, it's showing me how you think.
1: I'm just going to tell you, I still don't like it. I mean, from <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you don't,
0: you, yeah, I understand you don't like it,
1: it's okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's almost unfair to catch somebody mid process where they're just thinking, or in a lot of ways, I find even. Like it's ingenuine. Some marketing seems, seems that way where you they're mean disingenuous, disingenuous. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, where like, it's, um, it's just so like processing all the time that you almost get burned out on that. And I don't want to be seen as the guy that's always processing. Cause that's like another right. weird marketing well, thing.
0: Yeah. Like don't mistake what I'm saying. Here's what I'm not saying. It's not like I want the camera and the microphone and the Twitter feed to always be on. And there's this stream of consciousness that's constantly going out to Tim, you know, from Tim Thompson productions to the world. That's not it either. It's just a, it's a healthy mix of, sure. When I go to your website, crystal clear positioning, totally understand where, who you are, what you're about, what your mission is. And I'm like jiving with that. And I'm like, Hey, this, this company believes what I believe. That's really cool. Then when I go to, some sort of a social media feed. If I hear you on a podcast or whatever, I want to hear the raw real you and hear you thinking, see you thinking. And if I do, if you come and do a presentation and do a screening to me, Mr. Client, I want to see how you think.
1: But I'm okay with that. Like get me in the room with real human beings where I can see their response. I can, they can ask me questions. You know me, I even love generating questions in the room. So I can get to a point where I'm just answering questions. So play to your strength, right? With a microphone and a camera or like with, you know, just writing an article, you put it out there and you don't get that feedback.
0: Well, I'll just give you the example, right? When we started the Rev Thinking podcast, the dirty little secret is, is it was simply playing to a strength I had and a strength you have called, we can talk a lot. (laughs) We've (laughs) proved this, (laughs) right? And, but it's the reason we don't write a lot of articles because... That's not our strength. We do it because sometimes it's necessary and it's appropriate way, a more appropriate way to present structured ideas and so forth that are more evergreen, out there forever. But those are excruciating to write. That's
2: why people burn out. Tim Thompson Productions would burn out if you had to write blog articles every day.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally. You'd die. You would die. It's just not what I do. <laughs> You'd put a gun in your head. But you're your really head. good
2: holding this microphone and talking. And that is way less burnout.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. W- what I'm really good at is when people just call me and ask me questions and I can just answer their questions. I've spent a lifetime studying answers. So when you have a question, and I get there, just give yeah. me questions. I'm happy doing it. For, for, but for me to answer a question before I know what it is or to guess what it is, I almost feel like that's unfair.
0: There's something magical there. And I discovered this when I started doing Jumpstart, right? Because part of the, one of the core elements in that accelerator is this live Q&A that I do every week. yeah, right. And I can remember within a few weeks of exposing myself to I am on camera and people are throwing questions at me in real time. And at first I was terrified until I realized, oh, this is, I won't say it's easy, but it's kind of like, this is great. This is fun. Like, keep it coming. Because like you, if somebody said, Joel, stand up and share all of your wisdom about topic A, I'm kind of frozen. It's like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. But if somebody comes at me and says, here's a problem I have, help me answer this question I can go all day, all day long, all day.
1: I remember we can do two and a half days because we've done that at conferences. Yes, <laughs> just start, keep you feeding just us, need teed
2: up.
0: Just gotta get teed up, yeah. Something about the way my brain works. So again, I play to my strengths, and so I think maybe anyone listening ask yourself the question: when it comes to marketing, if you're going to be vulnerable, if you're going to expose yourself, in effect, ask yourself the question. But how do I do that in a way that plays to my strengths? Well,
1: I was going to just say that because then, so then, what is the trick? to do it because the business owner has to be like me, wondering where do they start? How do they get there? How do you tear yourself up in such a way? I'm lucky to have you guys.
0: Well, first to, of all, ask me the question. You know, this like, okay, now you, we drill down a layer deeper and that is make sure you're clear about what's your genius. So make sure you've identified, what is it I'm truly great at? Focus on that, delegate the other pieces. Now, a common answer to that with owners is they're usually the person that can own the room and close the deal hmm. right yeah yeah that's a classic creative director slash owner genius easy okay what I would say is then get out of your own way when it comes to marketing social media email blasts awareness building because that that all requires scale and it can actually be done by somebody who is perhaps a marketing assistant who has that as their genius
1: yeah I feel like your version of marketing inspires those questions that the owners can ask right for example i, I don't know like it seems like the q and a s or you know like the you know like the webinar you do mm-hmm. it you basically put something out there that people begin to start sending questions to you mm-hmm. i think we're we're currently in a we might be, we might need explained. By the way, I did not mean to record this. You know that like you just threw this microphone in front of me, which, again, I'm going to say to you, I'm, <laughs> right. this always feels so awkward. This You're, is very raw. these mid-thought things you keep putting in front of me. But uh, we're at the Promest Conference, and they're going to kick us out of this room, so I'm guessing. Yeah, anyway. actually, are we getting video? Four o'clock. Oh, oh okay. okay. So we have so a lot cool. of so talking time. time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sweet.
0: Well, I mean, do, do you want to put a bow on that thought? Um, I know we've been chatting on this for a stretch here, but that idea of how, like in a webinar, it's a way that I start conversations and then I am essentially stirring up questions
1: so that people can
0: come at me and ask.
1: Yeah, or go back to the original thought. Like, what what is the way or how do business owners get to a point where they can turn the tables and find that comfort spot or their strength? Because at first, you seem to have to, like, post a pretty image and put random thoughts out there and you're just basically doing what we now know as a little amateur just start something but at some point and i've i'm not gonna mention names right now but i've seen some of our clients really hit their sweet spot mm-hmm. and they really are doing amazing work in social media and it's feeding right back into their strengths and they can reply to the questions reply to the answers so I, i'll say this because i feel like i've been more of the recipient or the victim to this process <laughs> you guys clearly have a method and maybe one of them is you have to yell at me once a week to get this thing in front of me but, um, like, what is You're the madness better. to your method?
0: Well, I mean, if I was going to sum it up, I would say, here's how it stacks up. That you get clear about your genius, and I mean you, the, the owner, right, the, the principal. From that, you build your positioning. So you carve out a very narrow, clear positioning based on your expertise, right? You then start to put that out into the world, and that's called outreach. So you start doing powerful outreach, and that's systems and routines Okay, but you
2: is, isn't just the business owner. That's Clarify, right. It's yeah, your delegates, the exactly. people you've given that responsibility to.
0: Yes. And that's a, it's a system and a routine that you, that you delegate. That then enables you to connect and start building relationships with better clients where you're sharing your expertise, you're building trust, you're starting to talk about solving deeper problems, you're not just selling commodity services. Right. And then from that comes the ultimate top of the pyramid, which is great work. That's what everybody really wants. It's like, I just want to do great work because great work means great budgets. It means reputation. It means, you know, it's fame, fortune, freedom, all those yeah, things. Yeah, right, the influence you're looking so for. So that's the framework, um, and I think the, but it all starts at that at the bottom with identifying your genius and knowing this is what I, the owner, should focus on and delegate all those other things, which are those systems and routines that are marketing.
1: So I, I already know you guys do this. Maybe our all of our listeners don't know this, but I know you guys do this well. Like, there's an uh, audit that you go through to find the genius. It's everyone knows it, but it's good to have someone to just bounce it off mm-hmm. and do that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's it's, a, it's definitely a process. Can you give me just one recent example, maybe, of somebody that the genius finally tipped over? Like, there was a struggle, and then you. Had a, you're smiling you must be thinking of somebody. Well, think, I put you on the spot no, I'm, trying to, I'm <laughs> trying
0: to think which one I would which one I would mention well, I think what's interesting is I'm thinking of one recent example and again I won't name specific names but a a studio that has four owners okay Ooh. so that's that's kind of complicated yeah because you've got four cooks in a kitchen
1: four personalities
0: right running a company right and I had this I told them look in order for us to do to do this positioning work and really help you stand out, be sticky, break through people's brains and all this. We've gotta get clear about what your genius is because it will inform your positioning. So they went through the genius exercise that is this simple worksheet that I take people through and they each got really clear. Oh yeah, I'm I'm the sales guy. Oh, I'm really the creative director guy. Oh, I'm the operations and finance guy, all these things. And then once they got clear about that, We were then in a position to start this positioning exercise. And what's funny is, fast forward to today, the process has been incredibly frustrating for them. And I always know this. This is how it goes. Like the process of saying who you are in the world, which is positioning, is torture. And I always try and warn people, you're going to hate it. You're going to say I'm wrong. You're not going to like me. You're going to be so frustrated. You're going to think I'm full of crap. It's
1: totally my experience. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then some breakthrough happens. And sometimes you'll, you you know, like in this case, these four partners said, yeah, but it didn't, this didn't come about because we got clear about our genius. And I'm, and my argument is in a roundabout way it did. Yeah. Right. Because I don't really care how we got here, but we're here. And I had to, push you I had to punch you I had to cajole you I had to manipulate you to stay with the process until you got really clear about who you really really are and why you're really really different from everybody else in the world and then when the light finally came on they were like oh my god I can't believe this we're here this is this is who we are we get it now
1: because by the way like I'll say I understand the thought that it feels like this is not coming from discovering your genius. Um, but even if, the, even if you always knew what that was, that genius positioning was, to have someone identify it so that when it, when it presents itself, you can say, there it is. I can see it. To not be able to see that ahead of time, you can't leverage it. You can't move things forward. You don't even know how to respond to that, that, um, the return you're getting on positioning yourself well, finding that niche, and going after it. Or, you, um, I'll say it this way too, also by identifying it, you know when you're off track. You know where you where you don't want to go and you can get back to it. And just, just basic definition creates a lot of clarity. Even if it's always there, that clarity is, is very key.
0: Yeah, I think I, actually you put your finger on it there that the real value of getting clear about your genius and your positioning is knowing all the things you're not. Yeah. Now we, we know why don't we don't run a dry cleaner. We know why we're not a law firm. We know why we don't wash windows. Like, no, we do motion design, yeah. whatever that thing is. But not
2: even from an outward experience, your internal team is more clear. And Bingo. when your internal team's more clear, there's less drama, there's you know more efficiency. And marketing is not just one person. So if, if it's top to bottom approach, if the owner of the company gets it and knows their positioning... Then they can relay that to the next person and to the next person. And it's just way more smooth.
0: Yeah. Everyone's on the same team. Everyone's coming out of the same playbook.
1: And, and it, I, I feel like that is the one of the biggest issues we see. Maybe the most obvious issue we see is I think it's, people we, are trying to be everything to everyone.
2: Yeah. And I also feel like some of the production company owners are tasking these younger individuals who have come out of college or have spent a couple of years in the agency world and are doing social media with, Oh, just go figure that out for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, As right. if it's and a it's, login and, and a password. And, and, is yeah. It's mean.
2: like, yeah, log into WordPress. You got it. And it's like, no, it, they are more than capable of creating that, but they have to have the framework to run with. And without the framework, you're just asking for problems yeah. because then well, you're going to be many, caught. Like
0: how many times have we, I'll say in the past engaged a marketing company on behalf of one of our clients and I'll say like a PR firm that's probably the best example. Yeah, yeah. And we and it's this idea where the owner says, "Oh, we just want to hire a PR firm quote unquote." My favorite. Yeah, to go. do to do that stuff, to get that message out there. And here's the, the way I challenge owners. I say, "Tell you what, let's talk to three different PR firms and give them a sample project and say, how would you write an article about this recent project that we did?" Go ahead, do it and show it to us. And I guarantee you three out of 3 we'll have it all wrong. They'll have it totally wrong because they don't understand one, they don't understand your genius. And number two, they really don't live and breathe, eat, sleep your positioning. So they're always off always. And so what happens is you end up getting this content being published. That's like whatever oh we did a shoot and here's the behind the scenes and i'm like they don't have any filter to put it through yeah they just don't they kind of go with oh you did you did a shoot and here's behind the scenes and that's the article and i'm like really that's what we're going to publish about
1: well Well, i I swear i I swear (laughs) we could do i wish we could do a seven day seminar to walk people through this process (laughs) because you have to be an ingredient in that routine You have to be. You can't just passively hire out your marketing, assume someone's going to run with it and what they say is going to be you. They're going to say everything that's safe. They're going to copy what everyone else is doing. And you have to to throw yourself into that. You have to make a routine to make that happen.
0: It's not unlike a lot of delegations like... Oh, we just need a sales rep.
2: Oh, you yeah. beat Similar. me too. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. I was like, you just talked with Neil, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and you guys were in confab, and yeah, it's like if you don't have those key pieces for somebody, how are you expecting someone to go out in the world and be your cheerleader, your champion, yeah, and sell you? Yeah, yeah exactly. No way.
0: So there's this, you know, that that clarity about genius and about positioning forms the foundation of everything. There are definitely things that you can delegate, but you delegate some things internally, you delegate some things externally. Um, so there, it's, it's a delicate balance.
1: And uh, you've, you've liked this metaphor in the past, but what I've recognized in sales or marketing or PR is that they are, oh my, maybe this is unfair to say it in this clear of a way, but they are just a megaphone. And what you give them, they amplify. And when, they're, when they do it well, they amplify in a lot of great places, but they are simply amplifying what you give them. If you give them nothing... Well, it's I think you, the noise.
0: word you used a second ago is a great one. Milk toast. If your positioning, your marketing, all that messaging is milk toast, guess what? Your sales rep or your PR firm is going to amplify. Yeah.
1: Which is just noise on top of other people's noise because everyone's saying the same thing and it piles up. It's the one clear voice that cuts through the noise. How do you
2: become avocado toast? That's the real question. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yes.
0: Nice. Yeah, I was playing, playing to my favorite delicacy.
1: Well, I, I was saying the one clear voice. Like the noise on top of noise Megaphone. really is like people piling it together.
0: Yes, and here's my favorite example that everyone can identify with is the social media post in your feed that starts with these words. Check out <laughs> <laughs> dot, 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 dot. <laughs> okay? I am on a mission to not only kill off the billable hour, but also kill off the phrase "check out our latest," "check out our new reel," "check out." I'm like, if that's all you have to say, that is milk toast, and you are amplifying milk toast.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> this is what I've learned, by the way, with a lot of our clients, and maybe even just the, um, maybe the creative mind needs to know when to do what. So when it comes to finance, you have certain routines, same day of the week, same process, you get there production. So, you know, in the recent years, the discovery has been, hey, marketing, not just sales, looking at, you know, what client leads you have coming in, which is okay, but marketing needs its routine as well so that you have a moment. And this is the key to proactively tell marketing. Because marketing is so far out weeks and weeks and weeks ahead of anything that you need to know you're delivering a project in three weeks from now to begin the marketing today. So upon release, you can do it. Right. Or, uh, you know, when it comes to award shows, you know, you've been nominated. Why not begin the process? Start thinking about what it means to win what it would be to leverage, um, meetings. leverage even leverage right. the nominations. Yeah. It's, yep. There's no surprise, but it's almost the minute something is delivered is the minute someone says, Oh, let's have a PR company cover this now. And that PR company is three weeks out from collecting information, covering the data. So that, that routine has been very, very key now. in a lot of the stuff that we do. Well, once the positioning is
0: nailed down the team, like you mentioned, Ashley, everyone's on the same page. We all know what we're about what we're saying to the world, how we speak, how we think. So in a way, this is when the owner can now get out of their own way because you can now delegate to a marketing assistant, okay, six weeks from now, we're gonna promote something. What is it? And that person will say, we're gonna promote so-and-so project. And the owner can relax saying, okay, great. You're gonna get the point of view right, the wording right, the tone right, the how we talk about this client right. You're gonna get all that stuff right because they they understand it. We all know what that means. And that means that system and routine can
1: now work. And that's, I mean, people have been listening to us for the last year, know the term saleskeeping, and that's where that term comes from. It's obviously sales and bookkeeping merged together, but most people have a bookkeeper. They know they don't want to go download the transactions off of Wells Fargo into their QuickBooks and they don't do that. They delegate that very easily. And what we're trying to promote is there's part of your sales and marketing process that you can delegate to someone that does those routines and maintains those routines. And then you, like you do with your finances, have that weekly meeting to make those decisions, who to pay, how much you're going to pay, negotiate the deals.
0: Well, here's what, here's what Ashley and I say. It's amazing how at a company you could be, you're a creative firm. It's amazing how you will never miss depositing a check. (laughs) Okay. You also, because you're a smart company and you're, you're ethical and all these other things. You also won't fail to pay people on time. And this is what we call bookkeeping, right? Bookkeeping is money coming in, money going out. And it's amazing how people understand, yep, we're going to do these routines. And without fail, we will pay people. Without fail, we will deposit checks. Every two weeks is payroll. Yep. We got that down. Yep. System routine. No problem. But then we start talking about sales and marketing. And for some reason, those rules don't apply. And people get into all kinds of trouble because what we call the feast or famine cycle. Mm -hmm. And so Ashley and I's encouragement is simply, that's why we call it sales keeping. We're going to create marketing and sales routines where every week, every two weeks, every month, without fail, I don't care how busy the owner is, these systems and routines will keep marching forward.
1: And it just wins because it's so proactive. You're actually, in a very funny way, I would say creating your own future. You're pushing the information in a direction that you wanna go so that those opportunities come to you through your sales pipeline, into your project pipeline, onto your website when you get done and it repeats itself over and over again.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is truly an outbound strategy rather than this, I would say, fashionable idea of, oh, let's create a bunch of stuff on social media and a bunch of awareness and the phone will ring. If the phone rings, right, for, for our clients, I say, great, that's gravy. But I want us to go create the future we want, mm-hmm. right? You remember the story of the, our client who said, the, the owner that was like, why are we working for Apple? And we looked around and we were like, well, I don't know, why aren't we working for Apple? Do you, have you ever called
1: them? Exactly, <laughs>
0: right? And then the, 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 we did some lead generation, we did some research, the EP reached out to some people, and I think it was six or nine months later, this amazing, fabulous, uh, fully under NDA, can't mention anything more project happened for Apple. Yeah. And, I, and it's just that moment when you sort of realize, stop being a victim, go create the future. It's there for the Well, taking. we live in a
2: world where everyone thinks that you have to have immediate satisfaction mm. after something happens, right? And it's kind of like dumbing it down and being like, okay, look, what you have to say is important but it's not more important than everything else that's out there floating on the internet. So the more you plug consistently, the more opportunities you have to break through the noise of everybody else because you're staying top of mind.
0: Well, do you remember the 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 client? We were talking to an owner last week about, mm-hmm. yeah, but we tried that. Yeah, but we tried that. That's my favorite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it your favorite?
2: It's my favorite because they always think that every opportunity that comes their way is exactly like the last one in some form or fashion but i like to think that we do things a lot differently example sales keeping
0: yeah that marriage well i remember you were asking this person why did you give up and maybe you gave up too soon Mm -hmm. and to your to your point about well we we did some social media posts we we published a couple articles we, oh,
2: that was it. They had spent a couple thousand dollars on a certain platform. And oh, right, a CRM gonna, or something. Yeah. And
0: then after a few months, they said, well, it just, it just didn't work. And I remember they said, well, we got two or three meetings out of it. And, <laughs> yeah, and, our, and <laughs> exactly. our response was, per you week? Mean, yeah, <laughs> per week. That's exactly what we said. We said per week, and they said no. And, and over, over this lifetime. entire engagement, that was six months. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Well, th- th- then actually you didn't try it. Because if you had tried it and only gotten two or three meetings in six months, that would, that's total failure. Total failure. Like, that's just, just so sad. Makes me mad. Because <laughs> <I, laughs> somebody got sold a bill of goods.
1: I almost wish that there was an ability to clean out the attic in people's mind of things that they've tried in the past, thinking that is the way it's always going to be. Because uh, this almost like retraining people. They, they, they've heard these answers before, they've walked through these processes before, they, and then they, they did get the results, so they're gonna imagine if they try it again, or it sounds similar, so they try it again, they're gonna get the same results they did last time, and it, it's absolutely not true.
0: You know, in my mind, it's almost like the person who says, I have a New Year's resolution, I've gotta lower my cholesterol, and then they go to the gym, and they work really, really hard for a month, they measure their blood, and they say, it didn't work. And then I would say, you the were eating all, yeah, the
2: 12 all eggs along, a day.
0: Yeah, the answer all <laughs> along was diet, not exercise. But they think, yeah, but I tried that.
1: Yeah. I tried mm-hmm. the resolution. They didn't even try, like, they're even the different plan. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. is the
2: thing you say? For, uh, fortune follows technique. Or what is it? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> well, right on. I don't know, but let's. <laughs>
2: well, well, you have a term that you use, but the point is that I think so many people.
1: Technology follows technique.
2: There you go. That's no. it. I think so but many people fortune
1: follows technology. I guess so
2: <laughs> people put their eggs in one basket when it comes to like this new awesome platform that comes out and they oh, forget yeah. the reason why they're doing it. And the fact that it's run by people, if you don't have people understanding the greater purpose, it doesn't matter what fancy platform you use, whether it's thousands of dollars a month or free. It's all about how you use it.
1: Well, you, you guys know me well enough that, that I'm have this like uh, ability to put some systems and routines in place, which is cool. But also I choose to use Google Sheets because they're so accessible. And what what I like to do is train the people into the process. It's it's the thought of a method that you're doing as humans and decision points you have to make as humans, not the piece of technology to automate that. And there are often times where that efficiency gained by technology skips the reality or some of those decision points and hoping that you can just automate sales or automate finance or automate production. And you really can't, you want people to open their mouth, explain what's going on and share that information from human to human in order for it to really work. You can't just type it out on some piece of paper or download it off of uh, some spreadsheet. Well,
0: one, one saying I love that backs it up is cause it, this relates back to sales. Maybe this is a good bookend is that I heard this saying that said in sales, you cannot control results. You can only control your actions. And I thought, oh yeah, it's this idea of if you're doing the right things and you're doing them consistently, you will win. Yeah. But you don't just win because you press a button or because you call or because you met, quote, the right person or you hired, quote, the right rep. It's this consistent, do the right actions, results will follow.
1: Which is why we love Pipedrive, by the way, because it has that as the root of the software and it takes training of people to follow the action base right but steps. to your
0: point it's actually not about the software it's actually no. about the technique that it happens to
1: support it, it, yeah it represents the technique well, it yeah. allows
2: you to say no and next because you know that there's people in that pipeline that are coming up yeah.
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah the yeah, pre-qualification yeah,